Hello, my name is Samuel George London, and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to the terrific creative duo behind the legend of Val, Kimberly Fountain and Emily Chapman, about what comics they take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to remind everyone that we have a Reddit community where you can discuss guest answers with other listeners and even post your own comics for the apocalypse. You can check that out at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash comics apocalypse. Finally, if you do enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others become aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Kimberly Fountain and Emily Clapham. How are you doing? Hey! Good! Hello! How are you? Oh, well, thanks. You guys? Great. (laughs) Ready. Uh huh. Raring. Oh yeah, raring to go. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to hear. Um, it's kind of bringing some energy to comics for the apocalypse because um, you're going to need it, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, but uh, before we kind of get into into all of that, for anybody uh, that doesn't know who you both are, um, what do you both do in the world of comics? Well, together we write a web comic um, called The Legend of Val, and we are currently writing. Uh, a new one, which Ooh. hasn't got a name yet, but it's fun. So we like to create together. Um, we do the writing together, and me, Kim, uh, does all the artwork for the Legend of Val. Yeah, Kim uh, is the real comic artist, and I help to bounce ideas around and work on the script and the plot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> amazing. Hi. <Hiya>. Uh, <laughs> And and when can we expect that new project? Um, well, hopefully we're going to get a pitch ready in a few months and then we'll see because we want to see if we can get it published by people who aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it on a very exciting angle this time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to awesome. be good. Well, good luck with that. Um, keep it, keep us updated. Um, but, but where can people find the Legend of Val? Uh, at thelegendofval dot com. Got a pen? <laughs> Write, <laughs> Write it down. Write and that then down, everyone. <laughs> punch it into your web browser and press left <laughs> click <laughs> and right then down. scroll down. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the Legend of Val is brilliant. Um, but I only I, I only became aware of it about a month ago um, because um, you were one of uh, the choices on, on our very first episode with Sarah Millman for her funniest comic, um, but, and it is absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, so well done on creating a, an amazingly funny and fun adventure. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was lovely to hear. We were saying um, Sarah should do our PR because yeah, we think after years she summed it up better than we ever had. <laughs> it was such a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, she did. She sold it very well. 
Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she did. And uh, well, rightly so as well. So everybody <laughs> should definitely check out The Legend of Val at thelegendofval.com. Um, yes. So um, firstly, thanks for coming on Comics for the Apocalypse. It's, it's great to, to have you here. But I've, I've got some bad news. Oh, um, no. There's been a zombie outbreak. Oh. Okay. It could have been a worse option. Yeah. Oh, no. It's my least favourite kind of uh, Thing. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my my first question is, what's your action plan with the zombie outbreak? All right. Well, um, we think the best scenario for us would be uh, to avoid the zombies. So Emily came up with a plan. Yeah. And um, the plan yeah. is to get on a submarine. Because uh, have Bingo. you ever seen a zombie diving? I certainly haven't. I don't. I don't think they're paddy certified. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> I, I, I would have thought so. <laughs> and I think if you really want to get into a submarine, you can do it. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure there's a big round door. You've just got to want it, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, and and I tell you what, this is a genius strategy. <laughs> um, so uh, not only because I, I don't know if you've ever seen Fear the Walking Dead, um, yeah. which is kind of it's the um, the uh, spin-off for The Walking Dead, and okay. it's ba- and it's based in LA and about some survivors from LA, and kind of within the first season they end up on boats, basically. Yeah. Um, however, um, you know, they still kind of have uh, zombies that wash up onto onto the boats because you know zombies will still live and they'll kind of float on the surface. But if yeah. you have a submarine then that's very smart. You're not going to encounter yeah. that problem. Yeah, they're just going to sort of dissolve, aren't they? Yeah, like the skin kind of just sort of falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah, they're just puffs and gas. They're going to float. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe anyone who's been taken out by the mob will have a chance at getting on the submarine, say, being concreted. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think we'll be okay. And if I thought if anyone zombies do get on the submarine we can just jettison them out with like the waste yeah <laughs> with the waste <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be fine what a glorious glorious apocalypse this is gonna be yeah <laughs> mean... in the torpedo shoots you know like yeah. zom- zombie torpedoes yeah yeah we just need to learn what all the buttons do i and, think that's uh, fine yeah yeah you'll yeah, be all right yeah there's probably a manual on board um we also had the idea, like, long-term goals would be um, to repopulate, but <laughs> it's just going to be me and Emily. So yeah. our idea was, um, well, first we have to break up with our boyfriend. We, don't... <laughs> we quickly realised that they weren't in our plan at all. So we they thought, weren't. Well, yeah. first thing we do, ditch the boyfriend, get in <laughs> a submarine. Dead weight. But um, every time we come to the surface, we're going to just collect some orphans. And then we'll repopulate that way. So we're going to have an orphanage submarine. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, never, ne- never thought I'd hear that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a responsible thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then at the end um, of, of this interview, um, we're going to find out what weapons uh, you're going to use. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that until the end for now. Okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, totally. So whilst you're on this submarine, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just one night that you know you're both kind of particularly bored, and you know you start discussing comics. Um, and and the first question that comes up between both of you is, uh, what's the first comic you you remember enjoying? Ah, well, we're joining the club, the Beano Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're both part of that club. Yeah, both of our answers. I was listening to the episode with Dan Butcher, and he mentioned um, mm. his brother was in the fan club. Mm. So was I. <laughs> oh, I had yeah. the badges and the little <laughs> card that you put in the wallet you don't own as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I love child wallets. Yeah. It's completely pointless, right? <laughs> oh, that's good. So we're all there. Um, for me, it's this very specific issue. Um, I don't know if you saw, I sent a link to it. You did, yeah, yeah. Um, this really specific one, which was like a special about football. I don't even like football. But it mm. was um, done by this specific artist. And I guess as a nine-year-old, it was like the first time I maybe saw comics for what they could be rather than awesome. like just boring I just get this every week when mum goes shopping. Mm. Um, so that was really the best one I remember. Out and, and what was it about that um, that football storyline that kind of jumped out at you? Well, it was like a crossover event. All the characters Ooh. were together. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, and then it was done by one artist instead of um, being divvied up by like each artist had their own comic strip. Um, right. But this was all given to this guy who was quite new to the Beano at the time, I think. I mean, I was nine. Mm. Uh, I'm not an authority on that. Because <laughs> mm. I think after this, he shortly ended, ended up doing taking over the Bash Street Kids strip permanently. Um, but the artist was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. They're very much more... Um, do you remember the Beano being like artwork quite grotesque? Yeah. Yeah, I and do. Like, kind of like Ren and yeah. Stimpy or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this one was a bit more uh, pleasing to me. <laughs> and Le- less fluids or something. Yeah. And it's, no, it's got a bit more, it's less bodily fluids, but more fluid line work. It's got a lot more in common with, I guess, like uh, newspaper strips. And it, I don't know. <laughs> it just really like, kind of attracted you and kind of like made you feel less uneasy <laughs> yeah all this time before reading the beano joining the fan club like slightly disgusted but mm. not anymore <laughs> <laughs> the right kind of fluid yeah. <laughs> it's the right kind and there's the wrong kind <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and, and so going off the off of the back of the enjoyable memories of the Beano, um, the, the conversation flows on to what's the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most? Um, well, mine is Viz. That is the first comic, kind of in the same comic, first comic kind of area, but that sure. was the first comic that I ever sort of picked up and it's just so naughty oh, yeah. I remember being, uh, so my first introduction to it we were on a really long car journey uh, me and my mum dad and brother and I would have been about 10 or something at the time and my dad had picked up a copy of the Viz which he loves considering that so basically the Viz for anyone that might not know is a comic that started uh, I think it was 
1979. <laughs> I did a little research on this, <laughs> but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, and it was started by this guy up in Newcastle. And it's just really crude, um, satirical kind of comic strips. And also lots of kind of fake news kind of thing. Not fake news, if you know what I mean, but it's just made up stuff. Just basically That sounds like funny. fake news. Yeah, in its original concept. <laughs> in its original concept, yeah, before it turns into something more sinister. Um, and it's got brilliant uh, little comic strips, so with really mad names like Timothy Potter, Train Spotter. They're doing <laughs> a whole comic of somebody's name that rhymes with something. Or another good one was Roger Melly, the man on the telly. <laughs> just the man. He wouldn't stop swearing when he was being recorded. It explains so much about you, Emma. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, also, you know, it did take a, it got a little bit um, edgy, you know, with things like Totally. But <laughs> take it with piss, if you know what I mean. So did the sexist. There was one, um, uh, what else was there? Oh, there's a really good little strip they do. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit rude. Up the Arse Corner, which is just a little bit of um, basically gathering photos of people who look like something's going up their arse. <laughs> 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 so crude, but it was so funny. And just hearing my dad reading these things out and him just choking because he was laughing so much. And yeah, for me, that was that's the funniest thing that I remember reading that's in the comic. It's very <laughs> yeah. like very perfectly viz you reading it with your dad in a car (laughs) 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 I know I know the other thing they love is I think Sid the Sexist he's Geordie and quite a few of the characters (laughs) are Geordies and both my my, like both sides of my family are from the northeast so they totally connect with it and a lot of the characters are based off working class people as well it's just yeah it's just so it's just really gritty really (laughs) fun really rude humor which is really refreshing as well i have to say yeah love it oh absolutely viz is iconic yeah really isn't it um it's a it's a british institution that's for sure yeah Um, and then what about you kim um well i picked the kate beaton collections and like her hark of vagrant book and step aside pops because um one of the first web comics I found, and I remember finding them really funny. I was rereading them last night, Great. and I said to my boyfriend, "I was like, I think this is the first thing I ever bought online," which oh, is wow. also weird. <laughs> um, I was raised in a very not internet household, and when we did get it, we were all just kind of frightened of it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this evil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I looked at the publishing date and it came out in 2011, so I'd have been like 21. I'd have been, I should have bought something before them, right? But I just didn't. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and then are there, are there any particular stories in that that kind of jump out at you as to, you know, a, a particular moment where you thought, that's brilliant, or I like, actually made you laugh out loud? Oh, right. <laughs> Tons. Um, Oh, what was I reading when I was going through it? There was one, it's a really small throwaway joke. It's four panels. And it's like um, about Handel playing music in a bar. And one of the hecklers just shouts, play some goddamn Billy Joel. And I said again to my boyfriend, I was like, now you know why I always say that. 
<laughs> right, <laughs> in yeah. no context. Like that had a huge impact on me. <laughs> right. I say it anytime anyone mentions Billy Joel or music. I'm going to listen out for that from now on. <laughs> Have you not noticed it? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to accept things that you say. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now you know why, everyone. <laughs> Bingo. So if we're ever like in a in a 50s diner and Billy Joel comes on. Absolutely. You'll be you shouting know, across the diner. Uh, <laughs> Billy Joel, one of, my, uh, one of my key karaoke songs. Um, nice. I said, knock it out after shouting that at myself. <laughs> and then, any, any particular Billy Joel song? Uh, we didn't start the fire. I like showing off Classic. how many words I can remember. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what, the first yeah, yeah. time that I did karaoke, <laughs> I tried to do Man in the Mirror. Oh, right? yeah. very moving. Don't ever try to do Man in the Mirror unless you're like <laughs> professional because it is an exceedingly difficult song. It oh. is also about five and a half minutes long. Those and if it's your first part. time and kind of there's a, a towards the end kind of he actually sings really quickly and yeah. it's really complicated. Yeah. And it's like, well this was really a bad choice. I should have just done, you know, we are the champions yeah. or something. Oh yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and that one's yeah, just... in that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't have that's, to do that's that though. At what yeah. point yeah. in the mirror did you start to kind of fall back a bit? About a quarter of the way through. <laughs> about a quarter of the way through I was like, this was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that first quarter, you were the most confident you've ever been. Oh yeah, mm, I was rocking it because it was it was in New Zealand, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, we, I, I used to be a snowboard instructor, uh-huh. um, and we used to do this thing called karaoke. So we'd kind of uh, all the instructors would have like a curry together, like forty of us, and then we'd go over to the karaoke bar. Um, and I was like, right, I'm gonna. I love Man in the Mirror, so I'm gonna do Man in the Mirror. <laughs> um, and then yeah, just fell on my face. everyone will remember you exactly that's the main thing Um, you live and learn you live and learn Um, and and talk about upsetting moments in my life Um, the the next question that comes up in your conversation is is what's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read (laughs) uh, I didn't have an answer to this one Emily oh I do mine's really dark I'll never forget this. All right, so once again, we turn to Viz, I'm afraid. It's the last time I'll bring it up, but this is the comic strip that I was most disturbed by. So having, you know, read the Viz when I was quite young, I was at an airport about 10 years ago, so I would have been uh, 19, and um, I saw there was uh, Viz comic there I thought oh perfect I'll pick that up and I bought it and I thought it'll be the same as many years ago no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it was this I don't know what's happened it's so disturbing at first it was funny right like jokes about the queen <laughs> and then there was a comic strip about a guy who is in the woods and he sees a couple who are dogging and he just watches them, and there's a black dog there. And then after they finish doing their business, he kills the dog. It's the most upset I've ever been from reading comics. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, jogging, dog. I think I can see where this is going. Oh. 
kind of thought. I don't know how that one got passed. Maybe like it was really late to close to the deadline. The editor was on their back. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Didn't really know what to do with this setup. I mean, of all the things, though. Their dog just did a huge dump on the carpet. He thought, I know how I get you back. I'm just going to murder it. Yeah, there you go. Just end its life. Yeah. Um, wow. That is upsetting. Wow. It is upsetting. Yeah. It took a while. It stayed with me. It really stayed with me, that one. I don't know what to do with it. Because I felt betrayed as well. I felt betrayed mm. by Yeah, things. like a better like, textual reason yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like light-hearted, you know? And you had, you had the warm memories of being in the car with your mum and dad. <laughs> Laughing and laughing, and then that. And now that you're on your thing. own in an airport with this dead dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been transported from one place to another. Oh, bad time. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and, and talking of terrible, um, the the next question that comes up between the both of you is: What's the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read? <laughs> I get it. I struggled with this one because, again, on Dan Butcher's episode, he was um, saying how there's so much more that goes into horror than just visuals. Like, Mm. I think I'm a very sonic person. Um, I don't think I've ever been properly horrified from reading a novel or a comic in any way but um once i was listening to the radio and a relatively scary song came on and i had to turn all the lights on and get out the bath and like take my boyfriend's like when are you coming home (laughs) i don't know you know um bbc radio six after like 9 p.m like play the really experimental stuff yeah yeah and it started out quite soothing like it was just loads of soundscapes and then it started becoming heavy breathing and then <laughs> and then it like was getting a bit spooky and I was like it's okay songs don't last that long I'll power through it and then it started becoming screaming and I was like what's going on why is this on the radio and it was dark and I was frightened but I can read loads of really vicious stuff and I'm like eh. yeah over <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll put down weird Radio Six music for your choice. I could make a comic about it in the future. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> an inspiration. <laughs> My horrifying time in the night. Um, Emily has one about uh, a comic one of our friends made. Yeah, yeah. But it's disturbing more than scary. It's really disturbing. So um, it is a book by our friend Sajan, Sajan Rai. And he did this little one called Birthday. <laughs> and it's about... <laughs> this, this, actually, I mean, you know what? I've got it in my hand right now. I'm just going to read it out because it's the best way of getting across what it's about. You'll get the gist. It's super quick. I'll just read the first page. Um, there's a guy who is dressed in like a... Kind of like a, a, a escaped prison outfit, escape prisoner. We'll I would that. say the hamburger. Yeah, looks like the hamburger. Right, yeah. and he's approaching this guy with nice curtains. He's got nice curtain hairdo. Anyway, this old this, this burglar guy is like, <laughs> "Oi, 
is it your birthday? <laughs> the guy goes, oh, yes. happy birthday, mate. And then he shanks him with a knife. <laughs> He's like, how old are you, mate? How old? And the guy's trying to say 39. And he just punches him in the face going, dickhead, right? So um, so I read this and it really made me laugh because I was like, I, no, I've met someone like this, like a really aggressive male who's like, Oh, just joking. So it reminds me of a moment I had. So I, one of my many jobs has been uh, working as a face painter. And I was at a place doing face painting. And this guy walks over, this bloke, and he's got this little sort of five-year-old kid with him. And the kid wanted to be Batman. And immediately the guy, he's like, oh, all right then. So uh, can I have a discount then? I was like... Uh, well it's not really up to me to do discounts and he's like oh all right then and then as I was doing the Batman face paint the kids started to cry so you just get a bit overwhelmed so then you know his tears of like melted Batman off his face (laughs) and I said oh don't worry I won't I won't charge you the full amount because he wasn't going to let me finish the job so it was like a half done Batman and this guy just goes I thought you said that wasn't up to you (laughs) the awkward silence and his eyes just started to pop out of his head and then he just went only joking (laughs) (laughs) and then and then um and then just as we were finishing I was like oh that'll be like six pounds please and he had the money in his hand and then he just went so uh because you made my nephew cry how about I get it for free awkward silence and then he just goes only joking I was like, this is the guy. This is this is the guy from the comic strip. <laughs> and so, yet Did it disturb you because you were like, How did they know that <laughs> this man is real? It, it, it's just there are. There are guys yeah. like that. It's who Loric, almost. And uh what a joke is I think. <laughs> Say things where they go only joking and it's really sinister. Yeah, because this comic ends with the um, birthday boy dying and the Hamburglar being all right, come on, I'm just having a laugh. And then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I find that quite disturbing. So that could have been you, Emily. Yeah, I know. I felt it. It was that, that, those, those really tense few seconds between him saying, you know, oh, am I going to get that free then? And me going. Ah. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking that we could maybe merge these two ideas together. Uh-huh. You know, somehow, like your your weird Radio Six bath incident <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and this face painting this, incident. This man at yeah. the window. <laughs> that <laughs> was only joking. Please. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh, this is, this is all horrifying stuff. I'm writing all of it down. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Exclusive comics for the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and so uh, to, to try and lighten the mood in the submarine, <laughs> um, the, the next question that comes up is, what's the most meaningful comic to you? <laughs> I, well, oh, do you want to go first? We have, do we have the same? Do we have the same? No. Or we don't. You changed it. All right. So <laughs> mine uh, is Battle Royale. The, the manga of Battle oh, yeah. Royale. Um, because of the memories I have attached to that, to that series. So 
uh we totally fell in love me and kim read it together and we totally fell in love with it because it was just so i don't know why no me either (laughs) basically i think what played part in it we took a really big liking to one of the main characters i cannot he's sort of like a blokey character and we really liked him yeah he reminded us of um what are they called gaz no oh right anyway he looked like a Gaz. And he, he was Japanese. Us. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> he reminded me <laughs> of the character from Two Fights of Lager and a Packet of Crisps. Which, <laughs> coincidentally, <laughs> is on Netflix now. Is no. Really? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wow. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, I know what I'm doing. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we took a strong liking to it and we loved it so much that we decided to film our own version of Battle Royale where the two of us played all 45 characters or however many it was um which which was a very long project and we had so much fun doing it because me me and Kim we've always done films together when we first first started hanging out we were constantly making really dark films or stop uh like stop start um, motion sort of presentations on on powerpoint Uh, yeah so in the 90s we didn't understand animation software and i didn't have the internet remember so we used um powerpoint microsoft powerpoint to make animations yeah we had a dictaphone because there was no audio recording equipment on our computer so we just had to sync up this little tape cassette we had (laughs) perfectly with the animation on the point it didn't take off Um, there was no one begging for more oh no well my question is is it on YouTube no oh you need to put it on YouTube YouTube. I want to see this so Battle Royale I think is the single greatest thing (laughs) we've ever done (laughs) the legend of Val (laughs) This, our version of Battle Royale, what, uh, in my opinion, uh-huh. we do need to edit it down because we didn't have obviously any editing software. So we did the whole thing off stop start yeah, um, um, on the actual camera recorder. So we do need to go over it and maybe chop it down a bit. Have, you read, um, <laughs> have you read the manga of it? Uh, I haven't. No, no, no. no. Oh. Um, obviously, I kind of saw the, the film back in the day and. Um, yeah. Everything I know, I I I have taken a, a quick look at the at the manga, mm. um, but uh, yeah, I haven't fully read it. Yeah, it's super violent. So we had a lot of fun recreating. There was scenes, coloring. Yeah. So a really technically great scene was when you vomited blood. <sighs> that looked great. Wow. And then a technically incompetent scene is in the manga. I don't think it's in the film because the film's not long enough. But in the manga, they do more about their life. Before before they got to the island um and they were doing one bit where you know in the film the guy with the uzi you know the sort of fancy one who murders everyone mm. and gets to the end and um, it was the main character shuya um like remembering a PE lesson where the guy he was called kazuo uh was like he like gouged out the PE teacher's eyes for some reason. Yes. <laughs> like, you know. And we were like, oh yeah, we'll film that. But um we used a kiwi fruit cut in half as eye. Um so then when <laughs> the gouging we could just squeeze them out onto the floor. But that presented a problem because now we didn't have arms. So we sellotaped fake hands <laughs> to the ends of um our elbows. And 
squeeze the eyes out. But then we didn't want to make a mess on Emily's parents' floor. So <laughs> this scene, it's very abstract, where come up with a thumb, stick it in a kiwi, and then squeeze it out onto a carrier bag. <laughs> the end. So, <laughs> because oh a kiwi gosh. cut in half sounds like a little bit like an eye. Think about it. Yeah, a big yeah, green yeah. Eye. I can see yeah. that. I can see. Uh-huh. And guys, I mean, you're just selling it more and more. I need to see this film. You know, you should think about kickstarting it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, this is amazing. Yeah, the thing is, Probably. we didn't finish it, so we got about a quarter of the way, three quarters no. of the way through, and yeah, the last quite... bit we'd need to film it. And um, as um, well, yeah, like nearly thirty-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And the, last, the last bit we filmed, we were 18, 19, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big time jump. That'll be fun. Um, but the main, well, there's my issue of like, complete shame and embarrassment and then secondly um it's on these really old cameras we don't really know how to get it onto the computer we'd have to find someone with I equipment have it on a cd your dad put it on a cd yeah Ooh. oh well it's a, it's a shame emily we don't have any cd players in my house <laughs> yeah that's oh. not where there's a will if i can <laughs> i can get a submarine i can <laughs> I can edit that film. Okay, so um, all our orphans will be lucky enough to see the film. It'll be like training for them. <laughs> yeah. How to kill people. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and Emily, what what was it about Battle Royale that was uh, particularly meaningful for you? Um, I think it is, yeah, it's just the the memories of what we did from that manga. I think mm. that's it. The, the comic itself... Um, we just had a lot of fun reading it because it is so insanely it's, grotesque, but it's so bad. It's kind yeah. of just funny. And also, we had a lot of fun reading it. Well, that's why Battle Royale is so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, God, yeah. Like, yeah. it's so edgy. It's too edgy. It's just fun. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah. It's really I feel like we read that before we watched the film. I don't know... Right. We watched it at your house, Emily. I'm sure I felt yeah. very disappointed by the film. I was. I was. Just I still am. Not as not as meaty. No, Frank no. is way worse. Oh yeah. my god. Yes. There, yeah, there was a lot of stunning detail on the um gore in the and it's all like really hyper real. Like yeah. in the film it's just like, well, it's got colour, but yeah, well, it's it, it's early two thousands low budget <laughs> horror, basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, what w- we didn't use any excuses. We managed to gore it up really well. Exactly, the Kiwis <laughs> hyper realistic. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then for, Kim, for you, um, which uh, which comics most meaningful to you? So it's another manga. Um, I think, again, like Sarah Milman was saying, it was quite rare to get hold of it when we were growing up. And a friend brought one in and gave it to me. And it was just the first time, because um, I didn't read anything like Marvel or DC. It was exclusively like Beano and gag comics. And then someone hands me this and it's like, wow, an ongoing story with mm-hmm. drama and character growth and death and sex 
and I was like 14. So I was like, whoa, this is mature. Now as an adult, it's really trashy romance. Um, I see mm. it for what it is. But <laughs> it has a special place in my heart. So, so the storyline for that is like a uh, schoolgirl, her life's hard, she's studying, she's bored, she gets sucked into a magical world in a book, that sort of classic thing where she's the hero. And then it's a sort of journey where she has to collect a bunch of um, people, maybe collect's the wrong word, she has to find <laughs> a bunch of uh, people who will help her. And it's a very like classic story in that way. And then it sort mm. of does it with her best friend, she doesn't realise that her best friend also gets sucked into the story. And instead of having a good time, she has a vastly worse experience. And then because of it, it sort of ruins their friendship. And that's sort of really interesting. Um, I've changed my mind. Well, it's still quite trashy. Um, it's mainly just like how everyone fancies the main character. And right, just all the classic yeah, tropes, basically. Everything. But, um, yeah, everything. It, it meant a lot. And it was the first time I read anything with like character deaths so that made me cry a lot actually oh. <laughs> aha definitely and sorry I, I'm, I'm not sure you mentioned the title oh sorry it was called sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had just missed it <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe we could all give it a new it's called uh, Fushigi Yugi which is the mysterious play it had a really garbage anime sorry if anyone likes the anime um <laughs> adaptation too which was dubbed in english um, but it was bad mm. <laughs> so it, uh, oh. Yugi, Yugi by, uh, it was really fun yeah, following that. Yeah. yeah oh that's cool um and it, it was just because um you're of a certain age and uh, yeah. it kind of just influenced you um, yeah for, it was like an awakening storyteller yeah Oh, um, and so uh, the the next question that comes up between the two of you, still in the submarine, um, mm. you know, all the orphans are asleep and everything <laughs> after having gone through their daily uh, battle royale viewing. Indoctrination, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> you ask yourselves, uh, what, what's the most underrated comic? <laughs> um, I picked one for this, uh, I reread it today, it's a web comic, Uh you know, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. I think it's Latin. Mare mm-hmm. Inter... Mare Internum by Dershing Helmut. She also did um, The Meek, which I think is quite well known for a webcomic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this like hard sci-fi story set on Mars about um, a scientist who's suicidal. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's sort of like on the surface a fun hard sci-fi romp of like I know there's a lot of words when I was reading it the first time now I'm like I'm not sciencey enough to understand this so but um yeah it's got this sort of other thing going on with the characters and it's sort of this nice exploration of depression maybe nice was the wrong word but um, <laughs> insightful or yeah <laughs> something like that I don't know. maybe like a, a lovely ride through a depressive episode um <laughs> it's really fun it's funny as well um <laughs> it opens on uh, the main character getting ready to hang himself and he's left a little suicide note up on the table 
And then he's just about to do it, but the note falls over. So he stops what he's doing to readjust it. I just think that's, um, one, it's very funny. And two, it sort of follows the story arc of, he sort of takes any excuse not to go through with the suicide. Mm. And then the comic's not finished yet. It's meant to finish this year. Um, but I assume he'll end up better. So um, he's had a bit of growth so far and he's sort of changed. There was one line in it that I thought was pretty good, uh, which was from one of the computers. It said, did you want to keep trying? And that's sort of, I think, what the theme of the comic is. And it's really beautiful as well. It's gorgeous. They did a Kickstarter last year, so the book should be in print by the end of this year. Yeah. Because that did all right, that Kickstarter, didn't it? Yeah, it did really well. <laughs> it did I was all right. Thinking, the more I was reading today, I was like, maybe this isn't that underrated. Um, it's just that the five friends I have don't know what it is. <laughs> underrated to them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's won some awards and everything. But... <laughs> hey, Emily, had but you just in the, in, in the mainstream, mm-hmm. it, I, I, I wouldn't have thought it had been that, that much heard. And I, I hadn't come across it before, um, so... Yeah, um, I think it's really beautiful and also it's got like this sort of humour injected throughout, which I think, as you may know, we really respond to humour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at my list of, of comics and they're all quite... Um, uh, I'm not very well-rounded comic reader, to say the least. It's all quite um, say, like aggressive, <laughs> <laughs> immature humour. He said, boyish uh, and rude. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, is even other things. I don't, you know, I don't really go for those. But uh, in comics, yeah. Clean as mustard. I mean, Emily, did you have a, an answer for that? I didn't. I'm ashamed no. to say that I didn't. I really thought that I thought the things that I liked, people have already know about. Yeah. So, yeah. No problem. Um, cool. So um, the the... The greatest question of all time is for you, uh, both of you, uh, what's the best comic of all time? <laughs> the most difficult question that we have. I know. Um, so I decided to just go with a specific comic strip. Uh, so it was just this one that uh, Death Bulge did where he does the hourly ones. He did the one on one Halloween. Um, and I picked it mainly because I like his comics. He's a funny mm. boy. Um, but secondly, because it's got the um, Mega Bus Man in it. So that ticks the box. Um, Sid the Mega Bus Man. Did you know he has a family? <laughs> you can Google this. He had, they tried to give him like a wife and kids. And it didn't no. Take <laughs> um, oh. If you want to like Google like Mega Bus mascot you'll get a lot of really good images um of people in various different mascot costumes it's a fun little hole to go down so that's fun <laughs> and then like megabus cosplay yeah i think most like... of them are official okay right um God, okay. can you imagine like a, a megabus con like oh amazing that'd be amazing that'd be so weird that would be actually quite a good turnout I reckon we should throw that I think we should do it in Milton Keynes oh yes yeah 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 cool definitely transport hub yeah it's all those squares they love them buses and corners <laughs> but yeah go, go, go back to Death Bulge uh, what is it about it that kind of makes it the best 
Well, so there was that, um, and then there's also this specific use of uh, that that S everyone drew in high school, which oh. is also in our comic. Um, just have a real affinity for it. You know the one where you start with the six lines and then you make it all pointy, right? And it's like, like, ah, oh, there's a Vice article on it and everything. Like, where did it come from? No one knows, but everyone knows how to draw it. <laughs> Yeah, on top of the fact that the jokes are just funny, these extra bits make it my favourite, because um, I can really relate. <laughs> these obscure little notes. Yeah, like yeah. Mega Puff, S, the sick S, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, Emily, for you. Uh, for me, my favourite, bestest comic of all time on this one is um, Axe Cop. <laughs> I, love. Uh, I love Axe Cop. To be fair, I haven't read more than the first um, one. That only the first one. Huh. Yeah. Well, the first book. I got the first uh, right. printed like edition, um, and I just absolutely love it. I just love that. I just love the idea. Yeah. You know, it's written by a five-year-old. And drawn by his very talented twenty-nine-year-old older brother. I think I'm um, much older now. Yeah, yeah, but back in the age day, it started. <laughs> um, I just think it's such a fascinating way to get an insight into a child's mind who's just kind mm. of making sense of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then to have it have it drawn by his older brother it just makes it even funnier because he's really good and it just makes the jokes come across. I think it's fun trying to come up with a, okay, here's your concept. Now I've got to try and make this look like (laughs) what you've described somehow. (laughs) And with um, kids, they'd be like saying, oh, he's six foot tall and green. And then two minutes later, they'll be like, "Uh, blue. Yes. I thought you said they were green. green. Yeah, they are green. Okay. (laughs) Like, like they've got, he's got um, Flute Cop, who then gets avocado on him. Oh, yeah. And then he turns into avocado guy. <laughs> avocado soldier. And then, oh, yeah. and then something happens with that. And, yeah. It's so he goes back to Flute Cop for a bit. I think I dropped off uh, when Axe Cop got married. I was like, well. <laughs> oh, you got all the way through to that. Wow. Yeah. Conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, I think that's kind of our approach to our comic of the just whole none of this really makes sense sure but why right. why change that so why does that matter yeah it doesn't exactly. matter Do it's all fiction so, <laughs> exactly that's what's so liberating with it uh, with axel as well and i really love in uh, there's like a big section big thing with questions and answers oh yeah and that's why i think that's just as interesting because again you're just you're just getting an insight into how uh, how he makes sense of everything yeah. and how he thinks about things. Like, yeah, because it's like, uh, like what do you do yeah. when you're not at work? And he's like, I'm always working. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always working. I'm all, I, yeah, for holiday, I just um, eat a birthday cake with meals. Oh, yeah. And then I watch wow. movies, which is just me doing fight moves. So they're my fight moves. And then there's one, uh, do you ever pray? And he's like, yes. I pray for the sharks. <laughs> I wish that you could have made them good because then they could have been in my team. Why are they evil? Please give them legs and then throw 
stretching into a lake of fire. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. That is I just fantastic. Totally, totally in love with that. I even did a whole, um, a very long essay on it at uni. Oh, did you? Wow. Is that what your dissertation was on? Uh, no, couldn't quite, uh-huh. couldn't quite do it as a dissertation. But I mean, it could have done. Could have. I did. I did my dissertation on Sailor Moon. So <laughs> those nice. were a lot of comics I had to read for my research. That was good. Um, I felt like I was cheating. Oh. No, you, you can't be doing that. I mean, you just because uh, yeah. what 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 is it that um, you did at uni? Uh, we both did illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's totally relevant. Totally relevant. You know. At least yours was related. Mine was on uh, Mexico's relationship with death. <laughs> I had awesome. enough of drawing by that point. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm dead. dead. I just want to die. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so... Um, then uh, it comes down to to the to the last question in regards to comics. Um, and between the two of you, um, you got to decide which one comic would you oh. keep from this list. Well, I think we were quite unanimous because we both said Battle Royale. I yeah. think in our messed up way, we thought it could be like a handy guidebook on how to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I think that would just be um, useless because um, it's all a bit specific, isn't it? Like, neither, none of us have explosion um, explosives on our head. Or guns. Um, I think so. Battle Royale gets a little bit improvised, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what do we do when someone's coming at you with a uh, chair leg? And we'll just flip to the chapter. Oh, we shoot them. <laughs> Found that battle royale. There's going to be loads of stuff on that submarine. There's going to be so much that we can play with. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it'll be really well rounded. Have some really well rounded orphans on that submarine. Yeah. I, I mean, film. Yeah. A bit worried that we're going to sort of like um, radicalize these children. Yeah, it sounds like you're definitely going to be creating a bit of a battle royale family going on here. Like you've got the manga, you know, the like film, repeating the film on a daily basis. How about then? How about we sneak on Thursday? Eh? That's well. Like yeah. <laughs> Comedy joking. Just for a bit of creepy, creepy man fun. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, and so uh, we, we, we come uh, full circle um, in terms of your, your apocalypse situation. Yeah. Um, and what weapon, tool or useful item do you bring into the apocalypse with you? Right. So zombies for me are my number one fear, which is great because they don't exist. Yeah, and I think the fear will help keep you alive, you know. I think so too. I, think I, can, I can just about watch Shaun of the Dead. That's the closest. <laughs> and I still feel uncomfortable. I love it, but I do feel uncomfortable watching it. And I do have nightmares for about a week, but it's worth yeah. it. Mm. So it's my it. weapon, my weapon involves the least amount of contact. So my weapon is a brick, but so I can get the brick back, it's attached to a bit of string or mm. something. So I can throw, and I can also, I guess, use it as some kind of mace. Yeah, I think yeah, this is very 
very you, Emily. Um, <laughs> it's realistic, isn't it? I'm not yeah. going to go a big machine gun. Where are we going to get that? In The Legend of Val, um, in Chapter 2, one of them has a brick-on-string weapon, which I'm pretty sure was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think this is something you have a real affinity for. Yeah, I think it's a real... <laughs> Solves a lot of problems. <laughs> what yeah. can't you also, do with a brick? I thought as well, if it's you know, if it's like a stabby thing, then they might still be attached to it, and I'd have to oh, thought, yeah, probably. like, who get them off with a brick? Yeah. Uh, there's no issue with that. It's not going <laughs> to impale someone with a brick, are you? <laughs> Instead of a like swift end, you just want for a slow, cruel bludgeon. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and it's a weapon that anyone can use. Uh, yeah. well, it's accessible. You're going to have to include this in your uh, the last quarter of filming for your battle royale film. Yeah, sure. The brick on a string death. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, who's going to do the stunt? There, yeah, we'll get a fake brick made of them. Um... Yeah, I'd get a foam brick. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? <laughs> the foam might be expensive in a few more months. We've. Got, and I've got loads of bricks outside. <laughs> we can just use a bunch of kiwis. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go to kiwis and food colouring. <laughs> yeah. And Tesco's yeah. carry bags. Absolutely. And um, I took. I was thinking very literally. So if it happened now, what can I do with what I have in my house? Because obviously, like Emily, I don't want to get too close. I think I'm mm. kind of squeamish mm. and a bit physically weak. So. <laughs> um, you know, obviously a gun would be great, but I don't have a gun, so I have a litter picker. Um, <laughs> Just as good. Yeah, yeah, so I think I'll grab that, and then um, I've also got a curtain pole, so I could just tape a kitchen knife to that quick, and then I've got a long-range weapon. Boom. Oh. I would That's love to see that. Just, just yeah, like a combo <laughs> with a curtain pole with a knife on the end and a litter picker. It's the litter picker in your other hand. Yeah, so I can use that as like a distraction, like just pinch them. On, <laughs> on, <laughs> something in your face and then I'll just get them round the other side with the knife. Yeah. Oh, that was it. The litter picker was going to come in handy later. I remember because they were thinking, we're in a submarine, right? So we'll yeah. need to resurface and go to land occasionally to get stuff. That's where your litter picker gets in handy. Okay, well, when we go to those, like, supermarkets on the canal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just have to reach out. Here's the litter picker. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds like you guys have got it sorted. Um, we, I've got no doubt... It that you guys are going to definitely survive for a long time in, in the zombie you. breakout and do very well with your uh, your <laughs> army of orphans. <laughs> really yeah. violent orphans. Yeah. <laughs> Keep some hard knock life. They're going to be really <laughs> intense children. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like a bunch of Spartans. <laughs> 300. Try, trying really hard to get up, love. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bring me another kiwi, then we'll talk. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you both so much for for, for, for sharing your uh, your comic choices and you know your action plan for for the zombie breakout. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, 
Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Oh, that's quite all right. Um, and uh, for for one last time, where can the listeners uh, find find you on the internet interwebs? You can find our comic at thelegendofval.com. The legend of Val is all one word. Uh, you can also Google it because it's not a very overused name. <laughs> and then I think Tapastic as well. Oh yeah, we're also on Tapas. Dot io, um, which is a comic hosting website, so you can read it there if you want. Um, and then from there, you could you should be able to find our personal websites with you know the more boring illustration stuff. Don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're also on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. As yeah, well. yeah. So links to all of those are on the website. Um, yes, yeah, so they'll be under. Legend of Val on Instagram, and I think it's just me on Twitter. So, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Um, and uh, have you got any other projects coming up apart from the one that you you mentioned um, at the start? Uh, I don't. Do you, Emily? Uh, I do, but not comics. I'm working on a, a picture book at the moment with someone, awesome. and my own picture book too. So, I've, yeah, I'm doing those on the side as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and when can uh, people expect to kind of see that out and about? Uh, my aim is to uh, have one of them out this year, hopefully. Oh. Um, and the other one, I'm not sure, maybe about the same, maybe a bit longer. Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So on Instagram, I am Emily Illustrate or Emily Craftswomen. I think it might come up. <laughs> I'm so good at the social media, but that's my most active thing. Or oh, I do have a website as well, uh, uh, which is emilyclappen.com, or is it .co.uk? It's .co.uk. Oh, there you go. So sorry. I um, I think yeah. I have your website on the Legend of Val as well. Oh, cool. So everyone's very confused. Um, so it's all linked. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but but for all the listeners, uh, just go to the show notes. All the links will be there, so you can just click straight through. <laughs> We run a slick operation here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. As I slick as a submarine orphanage. You know. Um, yeah. We're yeah. very new to the internet. <laughs> yeah, we are apparently. Yeah, you did you did used to think it was witchcraft, apparently. Yeah. I don't still think it is. <laughs> How is this TPGB working? <laughs> it's through a game stream all the time, you know. Wi Fi. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, again, I really, really appreciate your time, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody go check out thelegendofval.com. Um, and yeah, are, are you guys going to any cons this year at all? I haven't applied for any yet. I will mm. try and get to the London Comic Cons. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure yet. Mm. I have to see what the funds are looking like. Mm. So. Oh yeah. Um, but I might, I might have a go at Glasgow or uh, Port Bubble again. But I'm not sure. Go with the flow. Follow, fo- follow yeah. them on social media. Follow you guys on social media, and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll notify um, your followers there. Um, yeah. So again, right. Kimberly Fountain and Emily Clapham, thank you very much for your time, and uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll uh, we'll cross paths at a con soon. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so Goodbye. much. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks again to Kimberly and Emily for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was beyond fun. 
If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others become aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Kimberly and Emily's work or follow them on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.